Hello everyone, I'm Marty Pospisil and welcome to my December 2022 real estate market update. Lots of data to cover today. Uh, it's December already, believe it or not, how quickly has the year gone by. I'm celebrating, of course, with my Christmas sweater. I think this is a llama, not 100% sure, but I digress. Let's jump right into it here today. So as you recall, one of the metrics I use to track how busy our market is on a month to month basis is called the sales ratio. And the higher the sales ratio, the more active the market is. And all the sales ratio is, is the absorption rate of product into the market every month. How quickly does it sell or what percentage sells every month? So if less than 11% of the market in a given month sells, it is a buyer's market. There's downward pressure on pricing. If between 12 and 20% of the inventory sells in a given month, we're in a balanced market. It's not favoring the buyers or the sellers. However, if we have more than 21% of the inventory selling in a given month, we have gone into what we call a seller's market territory, multiple offers, upward pressure on pricing, kind of what we saw last spring. So that's the metric I use. We're going to talk about that as we get into more of the stats. As a general update, prices are continuing to soften. Let's look at my table. If we're looking at detached houses from this time yet last year, the activity of sales is down 51%, pretty significant for Greater Vancouver. The benchmark price has just now dipped below what it was this time last year. And as you remember last year, we had quite a buildup into spring that peaked out in March and April. So you can see we've kind of hit that crossover point from last year for detached houses in Greater Vancouver. Last month, the price of detached houses in Greater Vancouver fell by 1.9%. For attached townhomes and half duplexes, activity year over year down 54%. Benchmark price year over year still up about 2.7% from where we were a year ago. Last month, we had a drop just under 1%. For attached apartment condo, condos, we had a drop of 54%, pretty consistent in activity year over year. We're up 3.5% from this time last year, from December last year. Last month, only a 0.2% drop in condo prices, Greater Vancouver. Interesting. More land component, component, higher the price of the product, more of the drop. That's typical in a softening market. So let's look specifically at what's hot and what's not. Again, remember the sales ratio cutoff is 11%, 21% for buyer-seller's market. In between territory is, of course, your balanced market. Detached houses in Vancouver West. Last month, we had 13%. That was just into a balanced market. This month, we're at 9%. So you can see detached houses in the west side are falling in activity. And we have now entered buyer's market territory for houses on the west side. No surprise there. Condos, townhomes on the west side. Last month, we had a strong 19% sales ratio. This month, we are at 17%. So still quite strong, just a mild drop of 2% in the activity uh, last month. So if we look at condos and townhomes downtown, we separate that out. It's a little bit of a different 
uh, product area. Uh, we were at 14% last month. This month we're also at 14%, so no change there. Still in a balanced market downtown. Detached houses on the east side last month, we were at 13% sales ratio balanced. This month we're also at 13%. So no change there in detached houses. Last month we had a really active month on the east side for attached condos and townhomes. We are at 24% seller's market. This month where are we at? 21%. That's just inside of a seller's market, down 3% from last month. So we're still seller's market, condos, townhomes, on the east side. So what's happening in the suburbs? Quite interesting on detached in some of the greater Vancouver areas. We have had a slight increase in sales ratio. So when the product's coming on the market, it is selling. This is not an increase in pricing uh, by any means, but it's an increase in the sales ratio. So things are selling quicker. The inventory is getting eaten up mainly because there's still buyer demand but there's very little inventory. So when it comes on, it's selling. Same story, but a little bit less so for attached. Uh, only the outlying areas are seeing an increase in activity. Um, very, very interesting trend that we're seeing month to month. So we're seeing that cooling off of activity for attached moving out to the outer suburbs. So let's look across BC. Uh, home sales, you can see in the blue line, are of course down across the province. Uh, new listings are also down. That's what's holding the leveling off or the softening of prices at a moderate rate because the inventory has not changed much. Uh, sales to active listing ratio, the ratio we were just looking at, overall in BC down. We had a little bit of a blip back in September and the overall residential sales, you can see uh, activity has been dropping across the province. So what's happening with prices? That's of course what we get asked. I love this historical graph of the average house price in Greater Vancouver. You can see our peak back in March, April. You can see a drop, a little bit of a blippy blip going up and down in all three products, but all three of them, we have a significant drop from where we were in our peak. If we look at the average MLS price across BC, you can see that same trend, peak back in spring, and a continual drop in pricing what's happening next year so this is the billion dollar question or trillion dollar question depend how large your your scope is um, forecast casting for next year let's look at our drivers again again green are enhancers uh, red are market deterrence let's look at the three the big enhancer in a market is the low inventory levels of course uh, they're the main market driver and they're keeping the prices from falling too steeply. That at some point is going to change. The other market drivers, consumer confidence. Uh, people are aware of the market's uh, softening. They're worried about inflation. They're worried about interest rates and the changing economy, that looming recession that we're expecting next year, uh, the cost of borrowing, of course, uh, we're all aware of what's happening with the interest rates. Seven increases in the last six months. Crazy, the most uh, uh, rapid fiscal policy tightening ever uh, that I've seen in my lifetime. I've been doing this for over 30 years. So um, that's interesting. The cost of borrowing is, of course, a deterrent. And, of course, inflation, which is directly impacting the cost of borrowing. Uh, inflation still not under control. A little bit of a dip, 
but nothing significant yet. So that's the main market drivers. Of course, these are all related to other drivers. Um, the uh, inflation is related to cost of goods, energy costs. That ties into the, to the war in the Ukraine. Um, all of these things are tied together, but these are the things that I watch to see what's driving our market today. Again, consumer confidence, both in business and consumer, uh, have dropped since spring. The unemployment rate, interestingly enough, in Canada has come down. In BC, we've got a little bit of a jump up. We're at 5.1% federally and 4.4% in our province. Inflation, inflation, inflation. We've heard that a million times over the last six months. Uh, it needs to be done to get inflation under control. Their fiscal policy tightening. And, of course, Tiff Macklem uh, from the Bank of Canada says... Uh, that interest rates need to keep rising. So, of course, he's holding that market in his hands because that ties into the borrowing rates. On December 7th, that's going to be their next announcement for the overnight rate increase. Uh, and the prediction is it's going to be 50 basis points, half a percentage point, fairly significant. We're probably going to see this continue into next year until they start to see some real drops in inflation. Uh, so that is one of our big drivers right now. Uh, and right now we're at 6.9%. So that is a little bit of a drop from where we were over the last couple of months when it peaked out around 8%, I believe it was. Yeah, there it is, 8%. Um, but still not where we like to see it in the 2 to 3% range, which is their target rate. So as I mentioned, it's the fastest rate tightening we've seen in 30 years. Uh, and the cost of borrowing is, of course, directly impacted. Um, variable rate uh, mortgage holders, watch your trigger rates. I just did a podcast and a fireside chat on that. Uh, you can find that on my YouTube site, and you can also find that. Uh, I'll talk about that later where they all are. Uh, but that's a really interesting topic right now you want to watch out for. Um, from the Globe and Mail, of course, what uh, uh, they're reporting is that people are, are getting longer and longer amortization rates and, or amortizations on their mortgages to try and ease that burden of the higher uh, interest rates that they're seeing. As I mentioned, December 7th is the big announcement for the Bank of Canada rate. Looks like it's going to be 50 basis points. Um, Possibly more, possibly less, but that's the prediction. And Jay Powell, chair of the U.S. Uh, Central Bank, uh, said the Fed will slow the pace of rate increases next month. So if you read between the lines, there's going to continue to be rate increases, but maybe at a smaller rate. There's a lot of pressure both ways um, for these uh, rate, uh, this rate tool, their fiscal tightening that they use as their tool. Um, but of course, as the lenders raise their qualification standards, uh, it's pushing borrowers um, to look at other options, and they're going to private lenders, and they're tightening their restrictions. So people are trying to do whatever they can to maneuver through this market um, because it is a very very good time to make an upgrade purchase in this market with the more affordable housing that we're seeing now we'll talk about that even though the rates are higher um, I've done a detailed calculation on buying a house and buying a townhome buying a condo uh, in Vancouver and your actual monthly costs are very similar so um, I'll, I'll do a podcast on that one day as well and, and chat about that in detail but the inventory levels across BC, as you can see, um, are, are increasing across BC. We're not seeing that yet in Vancouver, specifically towards the west side. We're just not seeing that increase in inventory yet. Sorry, I skipped a slide. 
active listings in various areas of the province. Vancouver Island's taking off quickly, so is uh, North Vancouver, and or sorry, Northern BC, and Thompson Okanagan. Lower mainland, we're not seeing a lot of increase in inventories. That's really interesting, um, but that's going to change at some point. It always does. Um, west side inventory levels, you can see for houses, uh, cute little house, uh, you can see it went from 552 houses to 564 last month. It stayed the same. And for attached townhomes and condos on the west side, it went from 720 down to 712. What's going on? Very, very little product coming on the market. A very important driver in our market and a very important factor in what happens with prices. Almost as important, if not more important than inflation, which is impacting the borrowing rates. So that's interesting. So what's next for prices? That's the big question everybody's asking. So let's talk about that. As the active listings are increasing across the province, that's going to increase um, the availability of product. And if the demand stays the same, the prices will continue to soften. And the sales, of course, are, are dropping. Overall in Greater Vancouver, we're seeing that sales ratio in this middle white band, uh, which is balanced, and some product like the detached dropping into the buyer's market region for the sales ratio. So you can see that peak back in spring. And again, if we look by region, all of them are reflecting that peak in spring and the sales ratio coming down to just above that buyer's market territory and some dipping into it. So house prices by region, you can see, again, the peak back in spring and all the house prices coming down, including the, including the lower mainland. Uh, and that trend looks like it's going to continue. Interestingly enough, as an aside, the rental rates are going insane because all the buyers that were buying have jumped back into the rental market. And you can see from the baseline here back in April 2020, we're seeing some product in Vancouver in Victoria 30 to 40% higher in rentals, just crazy. So of course, as the rate hikes continue to happen, uh, the market cooling uh, for housing is going to continue as well. They're directly um, correlated. So if we look at the forecast, um, there is the Vancouver Housing Price Index as we go through that spring peak. Um, and we saw that increase as we went from the end of last year up to the peak in spring, and then we had a decrease. The determining factors that are causing this are, of course, the interest rate increases that we're talking about, um, over more than doubling in many cases. Consumer confidence is, has fallen. The BC cooling off period, or what they call the home buyer's rescission period, HBRP is uh, the shortened version. Again, uh, I've just done a fireside chat with Adam on that really interesting topic that we discuss in detail what that is, how that works. Uh, when it comes out in January 1st, 2023, really recommend you watch that. It's very interesting uh, what's happening uh, and, and the details of that if you're interested in that as a buyer or a seller. What does that mean for you? Um, the federal ban on ho foreign home buyers, of course, again, January 1st, 2023. These are a couple of the actions that the government were taking to cool the market off, coming on a little bit late in the game when the market has already cooled off, but nonetheless coming into effect on January 1st. The economic uncertainty, that's another factor that's impacting us, of course, now. 
And the one thing that hasn't changed yet, as I mentioned a few times, is the listing inventory surge. And of course, as we go into fall, we've got that flu season, COVID-19, the resurgence of the respiratory uh, synctial virus, I think it's pronounced. Um, so there's lots of stuff happening on that front too. And that, of course, impacts people and what they do as well. So we don't really know how quickly exactly it's going to continue to fall or how far. I can make some forecasts on that here. Let's talk about what we do know um, for our forecasting. What are the factors that um, have happened? Our real estate market we know is directly impacted by inflation through mortgage rates. That's a given. Um, we also know that uh, Tiff Macklem says the Bank of Canada clearly forecasts inflation to remain high through 2023 and 2024. And the easing of their fiscal tightening will be slow and conservative. So reading between the lines, what that means is when inflation does begin to dip, you're not going to see the Bank of Canada all of a sudden drop the rates by one or two or three percent. It's gonna be very conservative and very slow. They're gonna follow inflation down conservatively. So that means not a fast easing of that tightening. So that's kind of interesting to note. And the feds uh, promise an easing of the rising rates, but keeping the door open for continued fiscal policy tightening. So increased rates well into next year. Uh, so they're trying to uh, not shock people by saying they're going to keep going up at the rate they are, but look, we're keeping the door open, it's still going to keep happening. So, um, and Michael Hartnett, uh, Bank of America uh, investment strategist, he predicts a hard landing and a recession for the first half of 2023. A lot of people follow him, um, but also says the feds will back off on rate heights in the second half of 2023, and he predicts mortgage defaults in Canada to rise. Now, don't be shocked by that because mortgage defaults are a very small percentage and even if they double or triple, it's still an extremely small percentage, but very interesting that uh, uh, Bank of Canada would make that statement as well. So those are the things that, um, you know, are facts and, and we're watching, but in conclusion, the Vancouver House Price Index reflected a drop of 9% since our peak in March and April of this year. Prices um, are falling at a rate of 1% to 2%. Now, you saw that in my table. It depends on the product. It depends where, but that's the range. 1% to 2% per month, okay? On average, our prices are softening. Inflation, which is controlling the market, is expected to continue at a high rate until the end of 2024. That's another two years, keeping mortgage rates relatively high. And if our market continue, it will continue to soften until the major market uh, uh, factors, driving factors change or ease. So if we were to sort of forecast what's happening, if the current rate of depreciation, price depreciation continues at one to 2%, we could see a fall next year of 12 to 24% in pricing. But, as time goes on, buyers and sellers will eventually accept the higher rates and the new pricing as the norm and the transactions will resume. 
It always happens. There's a period at which people will hold off, but the demand for housing exchange continues. And there'll be a point where they say, you know what, let's just buy that home that we were planning on buying, or let's do the downsize. It is what it is, and we want to move on with our lives. That's going to happen likely next year, and our market will start to warm up again with more activity. So that's my presentation, but I also wanted to say, very important, keeping you informed, I've started these great fireside chats, um, which you can watch on my YouTube page, and I've also got some podcasts where we stripped out the audio um, for those of you that prefer podcasts. So if you go, if you're watching this now on YouTube, just go down to the bottom and you go to the fireside chats, um, playlist and you'll see those chats that come up and they're, they're topical issues that are very interesting. I try and keep them under 10 minutes if I can, um, but uh, quite informative. You'll see me there. And also, as I mentioned, we're doing the podcast from those. Those are really cool. I love this graphic. Look at the fire. The first draft had the flames coming through me. We've changed that. We've moved it over to the fireplace as much as many of you would like to see me on fire. Um, so, uh, you can see my podcast if you go, uh, and, and in various formats, I've got it on Apple Podcasts, I've got it on Spotify, and also Google Podcasts. So any one of those three platforms you can go to and you can, you can watch, or sorry, listen to all of these podcasts. And, and that's the result of many of our clients asking us to provide that service because you can listen to them while you're driving to work or, or doing your errands or when you're at the gym or whatever you're doing. Uh, if, you're, if you are interested in listening to these topical real estate issues, of course. Um, so we've made it a little bit more convenient for all of you uh, to do that. So um, that's my December market update. And again, as a summary, if you prefer the video uh, updates, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. If you prefer audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google podcast. So we're on a lot of platforms now um, and very excited about that. So keep an eye on all of these. Uh, subscribe to them so you automatically get notified when we do new postings and we'll try and keep these topics coming up. They're fun to do and we're getting lots of good feedback from them as well. So thanks for joining me today and Merry Christmas Vancouver. Have a great holiday season. I'm Marty Pospisil.